Nice. Got some big fish. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! This big mama came out. This is the biggest fish I've ever killed bow fishing. Sun's out. Buff salt, baby. <laughs> Good job. What a night. Right during the rock. Wait, there's a big one. Nice shot, Hey, everybody. That's right, man. Welcome back to the Bowfishing Buzz, Schmitty. We are back. Yes, we are. For our February episode 53 here, buddy. Yep, absolutely. We took a little, like we had stated in previous podcasts, <laughs> during these slower months, we're going to do roughly like one a month, maybe two, whatever. So, yep. um, But yep. during these podcasts that we take a little bit longer of a break between them we have just that much more information to cover that's right we got all kinds of cool stuff we got a special guest coming on we do have a special guest yep you want to tell everyone who that's going to be Matt? you bet um i've actually shot in a lot of tournaments with this guy um i filmed with him um i met him probably back in uh 2009 10 11 right around in there somewhere i met him yep and um, we became good friends. It took a while for him to kind of accept me a little bit in oh, yeah. his little his circle, his little circle of yep. guys. Yep. Um, Damian Loveless from from Kentucky. Um, he actually was on part of our pro staff a while back there. Yep. And um, like I said, we shot in a lot of tournaments together. We did some filming together. One of the Better shots that I've ever seen in bow fishing. I always remember, I remember, I've met him a couple times when we go down to Kentucky, and I yeah. remember I remember beforehand you saying, like, hey, Damien's a heck of a shot. Yeah. And I remember we were out filming one day, and yeah, he, from what I remember of him shooting, just you saying that, is he he would shoot so yeah. fast. Yep. He shot so fast, and he'd, you know, he very was a accurate. heck of a snap shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 And accurate. Yeah. And not only on close shots, you know, you kind of know, like, Damien was with Dennis Redden mm-hmm. and Jeremiah Redden. That was their team. Yep. And I kind of came in as an outcast in that team because Dennis and I became friends. Sure. Yep. But um, so you you all know that a lot of their fish that they shoot are big heads, mm-hmm. you know, and they're on the rivers, no lights, using spec ops lights to shoot those. Yep. So they're taking some longer shots, and, yep. and he was so quick yeah. and so accurate. Um, and, uh, he, like I said, he competed in a lot of tournaments years ago with that core group, mm-hmm. and uh, now he has an outfitting business down there, yep. Loveless Outdoors. Yep. Yep. So um, we're going to have Damien on later on and uh, talk to him about you know his, his early intros into the sport of bow fishing, yep. competing in tournaments, to now having a guide service mm-hmm. right down there yep. in Kentucky. So, yeah, it'll be kind of cool. And then um, we've got something special, Schmitty, that we're going to be starting to run here yeah. on our podcast. Yeah. And I'm really excited about this because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I do, too. I do, too. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. What's going on, Schmitty? I think what we're going to be doing here, Matt, in this podcast, oh, spoiler alert, maybe, and <laughs> in future podcasts, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to sprinkle in a special code Ooh. somewhere in the podcast. You never know where it's going to be. Yep. It might just randomly pop up in the middle of a conversation. All of a sudden, we'll just rattle off a little code. And what you guys are going to be able to do with that, these hidden podcast codes. Yeah. If you guys are listening to the podcast, we want to not just provide you entertainment and information, but maybe we'll give you a little bit of a discount or a deal on a specific AMS product. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, at some point in the podcast, we're going to maybe make a little jingle or maybe we'll just cut right to it we're going to say a code and that code will be able to be entered on the website when you go to the specific product that we'll be discussing Mm -hmm. and it will give you a excuse me a certain percentage off of that specific product should we should we tell them what the product is for today matt so what we're going to do is we're just going to be up here randomly talking on our podcast just like we are now we might be doing an interview and all of a sudden you're going to hear this Ooh, magical. Magical. Fantasy. Yes. And that's going to give you a a cue of, hey, we got this special code that's coming up. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to randomly roll off this code. Yep. All right. So being the first time that we're doing this, Derek, um, it's going to be a code. And it's going to be for 25% off the AMS Anchor Lava Crux. The QT. With the QT point, Schmitty. Yeah. Yep, yep. So our, our our Lava Crux is our highest end arrow, yeah. of course. Yeah. 
It's fiberglass with a carbon core wrapped in the center. Yep. Very strong spine. You can you can tell it when we're in the shop and we're building them. If Absolutely. you if you bend a, a straight fiberglass arrow as as hard as you can bend it, and then you take a lava crux and try to do the same thing, yeah. that lava crux is so that spine is so stiff. Right, made to withstand impact. Yep. So you have better penetration. Yep. You, it, it flies into deeper water, mm-hmm. more accurate. Yep. And you just have that more kinetic energy when you enter that fish, shooting a fish down in two and a half, three feet of water, right. a foot of water. You have more kinetic energy behind that because of the stiffness of that arrow shaft. Right, right, yep. Another thing I love about that is it's going to be with the QT point, the I anchor love, QT. I love. Quick turn, it's awesome. Yeah. I don't have to touch the fish. I just oh. grab that arrow, pull it in, turn the shaft counterclockwise, bloop, Yeah. out comes that arrow. Yeah, yeah. And then right back on the deck shooting again. That that combination of Lava Crux and QT is is probably the highest performing combination of arrow shaft plus right. point that we have here right. at AMS. Yep. Yep. It is yep. it is the Rolls-Royce of, of bow fishing arrows. Yep. Very but cool. here's where that special comes in, Schmitty. Yep. That high-end Lava Crux with an anchor QT, yep. with that discount, is going to be probably a little bit cheaper than a, a standard fiberglass arrow with the QT point yeah. on it. And you're yep. getting a high-end Lava Crux. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's that's a heck of a deal. That is honestly. Like I'm I'm glad that we got what that one approved. This yeah. is this is gonna be interesting to see if we, we move some product here. So that is gonna start today. Yep. What is today's date here, Schmidt? We got February eighth. Yep. Okay. Yep. That is gonna run until February fifteenth. Fifteenth. Okay. okay. Gotcha. One week. We got one week on that okay. on our special on our podcast. Yep. And just just so you guys listening understand, don't go to our website and be looking for a special sales tab or anything announcing it. We're making this a secret we're gonna we're gonna reward you guys right. listening to the podcast before anybody else. Yeah, um, and yeah. you'll be able to pop that in there and um, get a heck of a price on on a heck of an arrow. No, no max quantities. You know, right. it's not like you can just get one or two. You can get ten you if can you want. Get as many as you want. Yep, we got them stocked up here in the shop, so you yep. can uh, go on there and and if when you go into your to your add to cart when you're ready to check out, there'll be an option there to apply a coupon code. Coupon Boom. code, excuse me. Yeah. Apply that in there. It'll take off that. At 25%, you'll be ready right. to rock and roll. So, during this podcast, when you hear this, oh. <laughs> it's cold time, baby. Yep. It's time to get yep. some some awesome deals and some awesome AMS products right here when yeah. that happens. Yep, and I know we, we said the dates, 8th to the 15th. So, if you're listening to yeah. this six days from now, don't think that it'll last a week. It is going to cut off on the 15th. 15th at midnight, yeah. it's cutting off. Yep, yep. So, And we'll have these on all of our podcasts yeah. moving forward here. Yep. So. So it's going to kind of a fun little deal. Yeah, we, we're not going to give you guys the code right now. It'll be sprinkled in, like Matt said, when you hear that little that little chime. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just keep your ears open and um, be ready. That's right, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And then don't forget, this is also going to be on a video podcast. Um, like I said, I've been shooting a lot with Damien over the years. Uh, we've done a lot of tournaments together. We've done a lot of filming together. I'm going to have a lot of cool photos to put up there of Damien. We're going to put up his his guide service out there as well. So you can, yeah. if you're looking for a place to go out there, we'll have all that information out there. Yep. Um, and, and also on our podcast links, we'll have that out there as well. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. I'm mm-hmm. just trying to think here, Matt. Is this episode... 52? 53? No, 53, oh, is it really? Good Lord. I'm losing I'm losing track of the bow of fishing buzz, man. Presented by AMS Bowfishing and Mega Mouth Bowfishing as well. 53, Schmitty. Episode 53. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. yeah. All, right, All right. So cool. so with that, let's start moving in. We've got some bow fishing news here. Um, you know, pre-registration has started for the BAA Worlds that will take place in Bay at the Bay County Fairgrounds in Bay City, Michigan on May 20th. And I think they're already up to zone three right now. So they've got quite a few teams that are pre-registered for that. So yeah, awesome. Cool. And Very we're going to cool. be there as well. We're going to have a little booth there and stuff. So gotcha. head over there. Yep. May, May 20th. 20th. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go along with that, Matt, pre-registration has started for the Bass Pro Shops US Open also. That's taking place in uh, Nashville this year. That's April 29th right. is the date for that. Uh, pre-registration is open. Yep. Um, yep. That's it. These tournaments are, they're, these are the big, cool tournaments. All the bow fishing tournaments are really cool, but these ones are you know, yeah. the Mac daddies, yep, if yep. you will. And that's a great time to have that in that area. Um, there's not, we don't know exactly the, the boundaries, but I'm sure it's going to be open to a ton of water. Yeah. And that's a great time because there's going to be some hog shot. I, I remember Matt, when tournament. We, we were down in Tennessee this last spring. We were down yeah. in Tennessee yep. and we were shooting some, some bodies of water. We did not do fantastic, but I remember when you were telling me that when, when that area down there is good, you said you've always done good in that early to mid 
April absolutely. time frame. Absolutely. So it sounds like that's going to be right in the that's middle of, of when it's going to be really good shooting down there. Yep. So that'll be exciting to go down right. there and see what kind of weights get pulled in there. Exactly. Yeah. And also, Schmitty. Oh, this is, a, this is the most important one. You bet. So along with all the pre-registrations for the tournament, we've got the pre-registration dates picked out for this year's AMS Big 20. And that will start on March 1st. March 1st. At 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Yep. Uh, a lot of you know this year's tournament will take place right here at the AMS shop in Stratford, Wisconsin. Yep. Wisconsin waters, you know, the boundaries and stuff are can't go out of can't go out of state. You gotta put in here on the local boat landings. Right. Yep. And the railroad tracks on the Mississippi River and the Great Lakes on the other side. So yep. yep. I'm just looking here, Matt. March first is a Wednesday. That is a Wednesday night. So that is a, that is a little different than how we've done it in the past, correct? Did we usually do it on like a weekend day, a Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, we, we did that on, yep, yep. Um, reason we're doing this is we figured it'd give everybody a time to get done with work, yep. get logged in, get registered, and we're going to be, we're going to have this on our website. We'll have the links to all that stuff. So, you know, in the, when we get closer, we'll have um, information leading up to that as well about the pre-registration. But yes, it's going to be on a March 1st, which is a Wednesday at 6 p.m. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yep, watch your calendars there, get pre-registered for all these tournaments. Um, yeah. It's... It's crazy that it's starting to be the time that we're announcing pre-registration for tournaments. It's wild that it's already February 8th. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You got to start getting your bonus stuff ready. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, Mm -hmm. To go along with that, Matt, we've got some BAA record fish that we'd like to talk about. Um, Congratulations to Stuart Van Dyke on his BAA World and South Carolina State Record Blue Catfish. Oh, my Lord. She's a tank. Weighing in at 84.8 pounds. Holy cow. That's a big fish. Congratulations, Stuart. Yeah, nice shooting, Stuart. That's that's awesome. That's very cool. That's a heck of a fish right there. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So along with that, Derek, we got some blue catfish information. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of history or background on the blue catfish. The blue catfish is the largest species of North American catfish reaching lengths up to 65 inches, and can weigh up to 150 pounds. Wow. Ooh. Wow. They can live up to 20 years and primarily live in the Mississippi River drainage, including the Missouri, Ohio, Tennessee, and Arkansas rivers. That actually amazes me that, okay, so that, that statistic is that they can live up to 20 years. That would tell me that a yeah. 20-year-old fish is in the older echelon of that fish. Right. And they can be 150 pounds? Yeah. That fish grows so fast. And, and... And some of these other facts, you'll see why, Derek. Okay, all right. You'll see, right. You'll see exactly why um, in these next notes right okay. here. Okay, so to go along with that, uh, the fish is considered an invasive pest in some areas, particularly the Chesapeake Bay. Blue catfish can tolerate brackish water and thus can colonize along inland waterways of coastal regions. Blue catfish are opportunistic predators and eat any species of fish they can catch, along with crawfish, freshwater mussels, frogs, and other readily available aquatic food sources. So they're pretty much just eating whatever they can get their mouth around. They're hungry 24-7 and gobbling. Yeah, that sounds like me at lunchtime here. (laughs) (laughs) The ability of the blue catfish to tolerate a wide range of climates and brackish water has allowed it to thrive in Virginia's rivers, lakes, tributaries, and the Chesapeake Bay. Unfortunately, the relatively low mortality rate, large body size, wide range of species preyed upon, and success as a predator has resulted in the blue catfish being considered a problematic invasive species in Virginia. Mm. Yep. Blue catfish do eat blue crabs with some regularity, which is problematic because the blue crabs represent the most valuable fishery in the Chesapeake Bay. <sighs> that would explain why, especially Chesapeake Bay, they are considered an invasive pest. That, that's just like the stingrays out yeah, there. Sure. They, sure. they eat on the blue crabs, and the people out there don't like them. Right. Especially the people that are harvesting the blue crab. Right, right. Well, we got the same thing right here with the big old blue catfish. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy how that can translate over into, like, what that region or area likes to fish for or catch. Like, for example, up here, like, people, people don't like carp, obviously, right. because they can completely overwhelm and take over a lake that has good walleye and bass fishing. Dirty it up, stain yep. it up, and yep. don't have spots anymore. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, get a bunch cool. of algae blooms. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, pretty, I mean, I never knew that about the blue catfish. I didn't either. You know, no. I always thought of the blue catfish as living right below dams and in the big old rocks, and right. which I'm sure they do, but yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you always hear those stories. I, I you ever hear those stories? I heard those stories from like my dad from years ago. Okay, I'm actually I'm curious where this is going to go because then I have a I have something to yeah, add on to it. Of the guys that used to go down and have to do some work below the dams, and he would put all that big scuba gear on and stuff like that there, and they were weighted down and they couldn't move really fast, and they would go and the waters were dark and dingy, yep. and they would go down there and start working on some of them areas, and all of a sudden, they said that there was a fish's mouth, you know, like the size of their body. <laughs> yeah sitting there yep. and the size of a fish that was just absolutely enormous and mm-hmm. tremendous in size yeah yeah i remember i think when i was little well still now i'll watch reruns of it there was a show called river monsters yeah with jeremy wade and mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure there was a blue there was a, one about the blue catfish and i'm pretty sure it like swallowed a kid whole like that was the rumor. that was his stories he was always was talking always about those that. fish always eating somebody and yes, all that stuff yes there was one about northern <laughs> pike too and how dangerous northern pike were so that's when i'm like okay maybe this yeah. is a little embellished but i do remember one about you know oh we're searching for the blue catfish it swallowed a village child right. we're on the river monsters yes yes yeah. that's that's kind of how i that's how i remember that that big fish oh that's yeah. funny yep um just so everyone knows too we kind of been discussing over the last month or so, Matt. You know, we went to ATA. Yep. You just got back from a, a buying group show, the MBS show. Later yep. this month, I'm going down to Phoenix for a Sports Inc. show. And those mm-hmm. are more dealer-based shows where we're talking to our dealers right. um, and people who are selling in the industry. Not open to the public. Not open to the public. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like right now, for example, there is a retail show going on out in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the Great Outdoors show. Um, and we've been talking about maybe getting into this this space of more retail style shows, right? Doing um, the consumer shows, yeah, consumer shows, mm-hmm. um, exposing people to the sport, talking to people about it. People who are there like to hunt and fish, so bull fishing should you know fit right in there, right? Uh, so we have a couple of them that we've actually added to the schedule that we're going to be doing. Here. And I'm Derek. Before you tell people where we're going to be at, yep, I'm excited about this. I think I think it's a good avenue because it just seems down. like those dealer shows are just getting stale old they yep. know what they want they know what they need to order right this is going to be talking to the retail customers right. they're going to come up and it's going to be fresh and exciting and i'm i'm jacked up about these yeah i'm excited that we're doing these i'm yeah. really glad that we're doing it yep yep mm-hmm. i think it's it's very cool um and like i was talking to you yesterday matt we always get uh comments and messages on our social media platforms hey are you guys going to be right. here this week right. are you going to be there and yeah. over the last couple of years we haven't done these consumer shows no um so we just want to let you guys know that we will be doing some of these over the next two months. The first one is the Wisconsin State Hunting and Fishing Expo in Green Bay, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and that yep. is February 24th to the 26th. We'll have a, right. a booth up down there with product to sell and whatnot. So if you're going yep. to that show, make sure to stop on by and, and say hi. Right. That's at the Rest Center right there close to Lambeau Field. Yep. Yep. So excited about that. And then also on March 10th to the 12th, we will be in Shakopee, Minnesota at the Deer and Turkey Classic. Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome to go along with that. March 17th to the 19th, Wisconsin Spring Sports Show. That is in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. We're kind of staying a little bit closer to home here in Wisconsin just to start out right. with these these initial retail shows just to kind of test the waters a little bit. But, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be at a good amount of these these shows coming up. Yep, and we'll be posting these on our social media sites where we're going to be. Mm-hmm. And don't forget that if you need some bow fishing gear – this is a show us to come to because we're going to be having some some pretty good specials on these yep. shows, Derek. Yep. Yep. AMS gear, Mega Moth gear, specials on it. Pick them up, and you're ready for this season. Yeah. Yep. You we know? um we will be bringing product down there, and let's just say we don't want to bring much back. No. 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 We want to sell it. And like I said, I'm excited. We're yeah. gonna have the TVs going with bow fishing videos. People are going to be watching them. People are going to be talking about it. Too. People are going to be asking oh, yeah. about it. And it's also to promote the sport of bow fishing. Right. Why are we doing this? Right. Why are you out there shooting a barrel of carp right. in a night? Yep. You know, why are you doing that? Yep. Well, let me tell you why, man. Yep. You know, what do you do with all those fish? Here's what we do with them. Right. Yep. I, so it, it's educational as well as right. going there and selling the AMS and Megamoth gear. It's, it's crazy to me, like, when we go to some of these shows or I'm just talking to people in general, and they'll ask me about bow fishing, and I'll explain to them how, how bad the fish that we're targeting can be for, for game fish and other species. And people have no idea right. about that. They just think that the, all the fish live in the lake and they're all just, you know, they're not hurting each other. And once they realize that, you know, common carp can completely ruin a game fish population mm-hmm. in a lake, they're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Get them out of there. Shoot them. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, well, they didn't know that beforehand. Right. They didn't know what we were doing. And it's good just to, yeah. Like you said, educate the public, a little educate bit. the public about the sport, why we do it. Right. You know, yep. cause people always ask, well, what kind of license do I need? Yep. Boom, we help them out with that, you know? And um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Schmitty. Yeah, looking it should, forward be, to it should be fun. A lot here. It should be fun. But um, 
We're going to go to a commercial. Yes. And then we're going to be giving Mr. Damien Loveless with Loveless Outdoors a jingle here. All right. It's going to be a good little conversation. I'm looking forward to it. So we'll be right back after this break, giving Damien a call. Sounds good. Why I Bowfish. Hunting fish with a bow. Nonstop action. Never slow. By day, by night. Great shots. Great fights. With family, with friends, trash talk never ends. And kids, they love it. If they miss, think nothing of it. By foot, by boat, by board or canoe. How you do it is up to you. Aim low, shoot fast. Watch your shadow, watch the grass. Shoot carp, raise or gar. Shoot them close, shoot them far. Stout arrow, barb tip. Retrieve a reel, let it rip. Bowfishing. Give it a shot. And welcome back to the Bowfishing Buzz, episode 53. What do you say, Schmitty? I think we should give Damien a call. Let's call up Mr. Damien Loveless from Kentucky. Yeah, pick his brain a little bit, see what he's got to say. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hey, Damien, this is Matthew and Derek from the Bowfishing Buzz. Thanks for joining us today, man. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, Damien, how you doing? I'm all right. Good. All so- right. So, so first of all, I just want to ask you, how's the weather down in Kentucky right now? We got some snow coming in here in the next couple of days, but um, it's actually a nice day here. But what's the weather like down in Kentucky right now on February eighth? Well, uh, today it's about sixty degrees. Oh, nice! Uh, but it's it's raining. We got a a little bit of a cold front coming in for the next couple of days uh, uh, to wrap up duck season down here, and then we've got <laughs> we've got warm weather moving back in next week. Awesome. So, That's. You're you're a little bit better off than we are. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I'd say so. Yeah. Yep. Well, Damien, um, you and I have known each other for probably since like 2012, 2011, around that time. Um, yes, sir. We've done a lot of shooting together, and um, I've seen you, you know, from shooting tournaments to where you are now with your guide business and all that stuff. So we're just going to start out with asking you some questions, Damien. And um and move up to where you kind of are right now. So you ready to rock and roll, dude? I believe so. All right, yeah. all right. So first thing I want to ask you, Damon, is to give give our listeners a little background on yourself, um, where you live, how you got involved in the sport of bow fishing, and um, how long you've been doing bow fishing as well. Okay. Uh, well, um, Damian Loveless, and I uh, live just outside of Murray, Kentucky, which is uh, just west of Kentucky Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, it's far western Kentucky. Uh, for those of, those who aren't as familiar, everybody knows Louisville, Lexington, but they're not as familiar with Arian. Right. Most of the time. Yep. Uh, I've uh, I've been I'm a school teacher by trade. Uh, nice. I'm a biology teacher, and uh, that, that's what I do from day to day. And then in all of my extra time, I'm, of course, I'm a I'm a fishing guide and a, and used to be a tournament shooter a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. You asked me about when I got started with bow fishing. Yeah. Um, I was, it was about, I was about 13 years old. Okay. And I don't know how much, wow. of, I don't know how much of that story you want to hear, but. Um, <laughs> hey, we'll hear the I whole had, story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I had a, a, a family moved in next door to us. Um, and the, the dad was an outdoorsman, uh, much like my dad was, but my dad was never a bow fisherman. He was a deer hunter, a coon hunter. You know everything else, but yep. not a not a bowfish. Um, he, the the dad uh, next door, his name is Steve Cassie. Uh, he he took um, myself and uh, his son and a couple other boys camping uh, over in LBL <clears throat> near near Prior Bay uh, on the right, right on the Tennessee state line. He took us out there for for about three or four days, and we were bass fishing primarily. And uh, we we all came back to camp one day, and everybody was tired because we've been up since daylight. And he was cooking lunch, and he said, why don't you hop in the boat and go back in the back of the bay and see if there's any carp rolling back there. And there was an old recurve, old bear recurve in the boat. Had one of those, uh, you know, where you wind the string around the little spool. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, the old spooler. Uh, yep, aluminum spool on it. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I think it was like duct tape to it or something. It was, you know, it was pretty. <laughs> and, uh, and I drove back behind the bridge in prior, and when I came around the corner, there were carp rolling everywhere. Oh, wow, wow. For about the next two hours, uh, I jumped out of the boat and just went bananas back there. And uh, <laughs> from from that point on, uh, I hit it just perfect. And from that point on, I, I asked him to borrow that bow probably 
every other day that whole summer. And I would ride my, I grew up about in the back of Malcolm Creek, which is uh, in Big Bear. Okay. Um, I grew up, I grew up about, a, about two miles from the, from the, uh, from the water. And I would jump on my three wheeler and take that boat, ride to the back of the bay and then jump out and wait. Nice. And shot gar and just all kinds of stuff all summer. And he gave me that bow. Oh, no kidding. End of that. Very cool. Yeah. He's, he's, you just keep it because my boys don't use it. And, and from that point on, I mean, I just, you know, uh, it just took off. Sure. And, yep. The addiction, you, know, I, you got, I, I, you got bit by the bug. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, and then, you know, to add a little bit more to that, I, I went to school with uh, Jeremiah Red, Dennis's boy. Yep. And, and when we were in high school, we started doing stuff together. And we started, you know, when we turned 16, we started uh, borrowing Dennis's boat <laughs> and bows, messing everything up. And, yeah. and uh, we had a we had a big time, you know, it kept us out of a little trouble. And and it was just a, an awesome hobby. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I can't tell you how fortunate you were to kind of have Dennis guide you along because of the uh, because of Dennis being Dennis, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. You couldn't have had somebody better to kind of be your mentor as you were in your high school days, yeah. bow fishing right. with he, his he's son. He's been a good role model. Uh, Absolutely. And yep. My, and my, and don't get me wrong. Like I say before, uh, you know, my, my dad, will, he, he will probably never hear this, but my, my dad, you know, was a mentor, a spiritual mentor and Absolutely. A, just a man's man and set a good example. But Dennis, yeah. Dennis had different, he had different hobbies that he did. So right. I was able to drink both. Absolutely. He, he was on, you know, he's been like a second father to me the whole my whole life. Yep. So you had the best of both worlds right there. One, your father taking you out on your hunting trips and deer hunting trips, and Dennis taking you out on his bow fishing trips. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really really good. Sure. That's that's very cool, Damien. You know, can you can you touch just touch a little bit more on on kind of how Dennis was that that mentor, that bow fishing mentor, or or if you had any other guys as you were growing up that you kind of looked up to in the the bow fishing industry. You know, as as far as um, as bow fishing was concerned, you know, he was about my only influence mm-hmm. uh, other than, other than Mr. Cassidy, I was telling you about, you know, he, he got me started, right. but I think that, but we never bow fished together. He just provided me with that first experience and, and the, the, the equipment mm-hmm. and, and told me that it was a lot of fun. And then once I got started, then it was, then it was Dennis after that. And, and there were some boys in high school that we used to, you know, we'd put up, small bet on you know after school we'd run over to the lake and we'd all put money in the seat of the truck and then we'd go out in teams and see who could shoot the biggest fish <laughs> oh that's cool you no know, stuff like that yeah. it, was, it, was a, it was but um but dennis you know i when i grew up i didn't know that much about archery i you know i had bows when i was a kid but i didn't know how to work on them mm-hmm. and dennis has always been my bow tech he's been you know he's he's always had the equipment i used his equipment for years you know before sure. i got my own Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go as often, you know, yep. and, uh, and he had a little 14 foot, I think it was a 14 foot, you know, like a polar craft or some John boat. And, and he put a Honda air fan on that thing. And, oh, we thought we were just in heaven. You know, we, we would, he would let us borrow it. <laughs> I say why he let us have that, but he would, he would, he trusted us to take that thing out. And, and so, you know, he provided the infrastructure to get us right. going yep no and and the experience because he had been bow fishing since nobody was bow fishing you know he he started you know before i was born he was already he was already bow fishing so sure you know he he experienced that i didn't have absolutely and, and, and draw off that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well hold on one second damien we've got something we got to do so just ignore this sound okay <laughs> oh there you go, Schmitty. Hmm. What does that mean? That means capital A N K O R twenty five. Again, anchor twenty five capital A N K O R two five. No spaces. If you know, you know. Let's get back to the interview. All right. So, Damien, moving forward here, um, you have competed in a lot of bowfishing tournaments um, starting at a young age. What are some of your favorite memories of those tournaments? Oh wow! I know um, you probably got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we did we did so many for so many years, and, and I I talk to Dennis about this sometimes. They all just run together with me, and unless yeah. I have like something to jog my memory. And I was thinking about this, you know, the last couple of days, 
And, you know, the, the first big tournament that we shot was in 2007, and that was the world shoot. And yep. and I remember one moment, very vivid moment from that. We, we pulled in on our first on our first hole and it wasn't even dark yet you know it was they turned the fleece at like seven o'clock and dark was like eight thirty. right we pulled into this spot we were going to wait till dark because we had buffalo found and about the time that we shut the motor down and stepped up on the deck and we're going to take some practice shots that we looked down and there's a grass cart just laying there and i mean he's you know it was a good one and we the first fish we shot that that in that tournament was a 61 pound grassy and oh we had him in the gosh. boat <laughs> Before it even got dark. Oh my gosh! We won that tournament, and it was nice. a sweet. That was a sweet memory. You know, we were out there with a troller, competing against guys that had boats that were a lot, you know, a lot better than what we had. You know, yeah. and it was just a neat, neat thing. And uh, let's That's see. Cool. <clears throat> back in back in two thousand nine and ten, they had the, what they call the outdoor the Campbell's Outdoor Challenge. Do you remember yep. that one? Yes, I, I came down to those, and that's kind of where I first met Dennis at. Yeah was before so, before you guys were competing in them i met him before that yeah yeah so we we got our first taste of that in in 09 and uh mm-hmm. the first year we we were really unprepared because we we were killers we could kill fish with anybody i felt like yep. and and but but we didn't have any experience with with video and videography <laughs> and you know and uh we didn't have camera arms we had uh you know an old generator that was loud and we were able to kill the fish that it would have taken to one to win that tournament, but we didn't, we got second place that year. And, and, and then with an, with an adjustment of some generators and some camera equipment, we came back in 2010 and won that one. And it was a, that was a sweet one to win. We were competing against guys we, we liked, you know, and, and yeah. uh, it, it was pretty awesome to win that one because it was a three day, you know, it was just exhausting. It's grueling. You bet it is. Yep. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. we put a lot of time and effort into that. It was a sweet, it was a sweet victory. Uh, do you want me to keep going? Uh, well, I actually, I, I, I remember Dennis telling me something about the Campbell's Challenge in those couple of years that you were just talking about. And uh-huh. um, something happened to where he was getting a little frustrated because he thought that you guys should have had more points. So I think it was a, yeah. like the third, the last night or something like that there. He said, we were going to go out and put the biggest buffs in the boat the most number buffs in the boat and just go back. So they were going to have to give us the win no matter what. <laughs> yeah. And you guys yeah. went out and then freaking just cleaned house on some giant buffs. I think. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the second year? I think it was the second year. Yeah. 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 The second year we, we wanted the first year we felt, you know, and, and it probably was just ego and adrenaline and, you know, and, and Jeremiah and I, you know, we're, we, we get a little heated, you know, and, and, and in my old age, I've mellowed out, but you know, you think I was pretty competitive, you know, I wanted to win. I, yeah. mean, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't want second place. I wanted first place and right. we, we killed the fish were there to, to have it, but you know, we, we got points taken away for the noise and the yep. Yep. time and, and there were little things that we just didn't do. And the next year we cleaned it up and we, we just didn't want to leave any doubt. We wanted right. to make sure that we were all on the table and, and that year we, we, we did really well yeah. and, it, and it was that was why I said it was it was such a sweet one, you know, to pull out. So so you learned, uh, you know, you learned from the year before yeah, and, that's and, very cool. and 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 oh, cleaned yeah. it up like you said the following yeah. year and then yeah. you you know, you, you took first place. So that's really cool. You made those adjustments yeah. and, and did it. Yeah. There was a there was a you know, there's a few more. I don't know if you want to hear all this or not. Um, but there were we one year one year in the world I'll make it real quick. In fourteen in the world we we took extra gas and we actually we one way our boat ride was like 40 something miles. Oh my gosh. Um, we, we had a very long run on that one and that was memorable. You know, it wasn't, we, we didn't pull out the win. I think we got third that night. Um, but it was a, it was neat. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you have those, those tournaments like the, um, uh, we shot the total weight tournament in 2015 and won it. And that one stands out to me because I outshot Jeremiah and that was always nice, you know, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, and it's, you know, we're, we're competitive. We, we were a good team, but we're, you know, everybody wanted, you know, to do their best. And, right. and that night, like I, I gave them everything I had that night. Uh, <laughs> and that's a lot and, of work. And, uh, that, that, yeah, that total yeah. weight tournament down there is a lot of work compared to, to competing in like a number shoot where sure. you're shooting, you know, you're trying to shoot the smaller fish yep. 
We're up there yeah, in your total weight. So you guys are shooting big heads and silvers. Uh-huh. Yeah, we that night we got into we got into big heads and and we did pretty good damage. Uh, yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. And I don't know if you remember the all out carp out. That was a, yep. that was Jeremiah and I shot that one together. Uh, Dennis was was unable to shoot that one, but that one that one was memorable. We killed some giants that night, and uh, for those well for two I guess it was two nights. Yeah, what those uh, what those big heads weighed, Damien. Matt, I don't, I don't even remember the weights. They were upper sixties, and yeah, wow. uh, you know, the the smallest fish I think we weighed in was like near fifty. Right. You oh, know, wow. it was, yep. they, they were they, they were big. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you know, you, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One thing funny about that that all our carport tournament, Damien, is is Dennis couldn't shoot with you guys because he was a guide. Yeah. So he was not allowed yeah. to shoot in that tournament. Oh, okay. And Brian yeah. Hughes from Backwater Outdoors in Alabama was the one that hosted this tournament. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the first night is takeoff. So all these people take off and they go to their spots. Well, the majority of the people were going right below the dams to shoot, you know, trying to get a big head. Sure. Okay? So here's the funny thing about that is Dennis, um, Brian Hughes, Andy Cardwell, I think Kenzie were sitting up on the banks below the dam watching all the boats down there, yep. okay? Somebody calls Brian Hughes and goes, hey, man, I just saw Dennis Redden get in the truck with Damien and Jeremiah, so he's shooting his tournament, and that's illegal. <laughs> oh, my god! And Brian Hughes goes, really? That's oh interesting gosh. because he's sitting right here next to me on the banks. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know you, you think back on stuff like that that happens, and, and you hope it was just a, an honest mistake, you know, and – there's, yeah. you know, when you, when you get when you get that much money involved in a tournament, you know, there's there's temptation for sure. Yeah. That people will do things handed, but we knew we knew for a fact that we weren't. Right. And, and it, so it, it frustrates you when you're, you know, when you know you're playing by the rules, but yet you have that little, you know, that little even if it's a little piece of doubt by somebody else, yep. you know, it bothers you. Absolutely. You and and uh, that actually that, was, that actually happened to us, Damien, when we shot in the Muzzy Classic that one year down there. Um, remember they were when you when you shot with us. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Seventeen. Um, yeah, we 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 shot that, and the cool part about this fish was, so we're big head shooting, all right. So we we're not using our lights; we're using our spec ops lights. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I remember we were going on the bank there, and I hit my light, and I took turned it off right away. I says, "Guys, there's a big big head just laying right here," and we all got ready, Damien. I don't know if you remember this or not. I I remember it like it was yesterday. Yep. And. <laughs> All three of us at the same time, Damien. Ba-boom. We turn the lights on, and we all release at the same time, and every arrow went. Oh, my gosh. All three arrows just went. Ba-boom. Right into that side of that fish. <laughs> Wasn't he 78? Yep. It's actually still the biggest fish, I think, shot in the Muzzy Classic oh, wow. Tournament. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and our, when, when, when we grabbed that, that fish and pulled it yeah. into the boat, yeah. I could put my one hand, I could grip almost all three arrows with one hand and oh, almost wow. touch my finger. Yes, they were all. It was it was crazy how that happened. Yes, it mm. was. And the funny part about it is that fish didn't even fight because we all boom, boom, boom. And I think two of our oh, arrows yeah. spined them, so it sure. actually kind of went, whoop, you know, and just kind of sank. And so remember, you see that fish for a second, you know, you see him for a split second with your lights on. You shoot, you got him. Your lights go out, so it's dark. And I remember you, Damien, going down like you said into the hull of the boat. And you got that fish, and I remember I shined my light down there to kind of give you a little light to bring the fish in the boat. And when I saw you pull that fish over the side of the boat and into the <laughs> into the tub, I was like, "Damien, are you nuts? <laughs> That's a freaking giant!" Yeah, he was he was special. Man, wow. And I, I can like you know that I've shot a million fish in my life, but I can remember how he was laying. There was a big tree there; yeah. it was flooded, and there big tree and i remember he was laying right there beside it you know just so so pretty the way he was laying and it yeah. wasn't a short chip. it no. was a it was a long shot yeah yeah you know, i was just hoping that one of us were gonna you know gonna get in him and it turned <laughs> out everybody everybody aimed small miss small that day. right and you know when we shot at that fish i thought it was you know 35 40 maybe oh, that's a nice surprise because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know you can't you you know, the water depth and the current was going and stuff, and he's behind a log. You really didn't get the good view of him, you know. You knew he was a decent fish. I would have uh-huh. never guessed that fish was 78 pounds when he put him, when he put him in the boat, you know. Uh, he was a, 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. That was a good time. That was a lot of fun. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, cool. I'd say of all my memories, you know, those are, those are the, those are some that stand out that, that were some of the, you know, yeah. ones that are most memorable. Um, you know, we had lots of laughs over the years. But yeah. Those are, those Yep, and we and we could sit around the campfire and talk about these stories, you know, like crazy. One thing that I remember, Damien, is I think I came down there in 2014 and shot in the worlds down there, and it was uh-huh. you, you, Dennis, and Damien had your own team, you know, and I really yeah. didn't know you that much. I didn't know Jeremiah that much. I knew Dennis a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. I came down to shooting that tournament with my cousin from Wisconsin here, and Dennis hooked me up with. Uh, Kevin Baxter, who was a bass fisherman yep. down there on those lakes. And yep. and Dennis said, He'll, he at least knows the lakes, Dennis said. He knows the lakes. You'll be safe with him, you know. Um, so I came down there, and we scouted and stuff like that there, and Baxter took us to some spots like that there, and, and we shot in a tournament, and we actually did really well. Hmm. <laughs> we finished second. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. And um, – and, You and, were <laughs> you upped up. By one, I, I think we were third or something. Yeah, you guys were third. Oh, wow. And I remember Dennis telling me how mad you guys were because you thought that Dennis told me spots where to go scouting. <laughs> well, it, it, it was the subject of a long conversation yeah, on the way home. Right. Uh, well, it wasn't just me. It was it was Jeremiah too. Yeah. He's like, like, hey, Baxter, he didn't tell him anything. You know, I didn't tell him anything. And I said, why? Why would you do that? I was like, why would you know? <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. But now, now that I know you, I, you know, I don't even care. I, it yeah. doesn't even bother me. You can beat me if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was so funny to hear that because it took me a good couple years after knowing Dennis to get in with, to, to you know, for you guys to be able to trust me and take me out. And, and that's one thing I noticed yeah. about your team is the reason I had to think you guys were so good and so competitive for so many years because you had so much information. But not only that is – it was just you three, you yeah. know, you didn't, um, you didn't go shoot a tournament, um, one weekend with some other guys. If Dennis and Jeremiah couldn't make it, you, you just didn't shoot in a tournament then. And it That's was just right. or, you or three. One. Right. You know, exactly. Uh, yep. you know, Jeremiah shot one tournament, uh, with his granddad and his brother-in-law who never, you know, and, and, yep. and I think he won it. Right. And, oh, you know, wow. he fish, yep. you know, and, we we were always uh, we were consistent. We were good friends. We trusted each other, and and we would tell each other things, and we kept our mouth shut about every to everybody else. Right. You know, and I mean, my my best friends, my other best friends that that might bowfish a little bit, will tell you that. I'll mm-hmm. I will I will talk to them and tell them to help them out. But I mean, I'm not going to tell them my best spot. No. You know, and that's mm-hmm. something that we we just didn't do. I right. mean, we we. You know, and uh, I think that helped us out a whole lot. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, if there's one way that you want to lose um, bow fishing spots is to go shoot with other people, and then they sure. take to other people, and they take other people. Right. That you know that spot mm-hmm. isn't very good anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so that's one thing I've always noticed, and that's why you guys were so good is because you guys were the team, and that's all you guys you know really shot with. And everybody, everybody on our team was, uh, you know, I think I think each team that that bowfish is probably has somebody that's the ring leader, you know, like somebody mm-hmm. is the, the head honcho. Right. Yep. Yep. Our team had a different dynamic to it. Dennis, Dennis was the, he was ultimately the one that, you know, could make calls, but he left a lot of decisions up to us. And we, we, over the years, I learned a few things, mm-hmm. you know, about timing and about when to pull and go somewhere else. And, you know, you always have all these backup plans, right? You expect, you, you just expect them not to work in a tournament or I do. Yep. I mean, you, you scout fish and scout fish, you go back and they're not there. But knowing, knowing when to pull and somebody has to take up, you know, somebody's got to be the one that says, we got to go. Right. Because other, otherwise it's 3.30 in the morning and the fog's rolling off and you're done. Yeah. yeah. And you should, you should have moved two hours ago. And one thing that we, we always had was if somebody was having a bad night shooting, that person would automatically just rotate back. You know, you didn't have to tell them. Nobody got mad. You just rotated back. Right. And you shot back up. And when you heated back up and somebody else cooled down, then you stepped back up to the front. And and we made, you know, we, we all made decisions. We all scouted the way we wanted to scout. And, you know, it just worked. Yep. And, and if yep. it was 
and I, I miss it. You know, I miss that part. Right. No hard feelings if you're shooting bad that night. No, no big deal. That no. other guy that's up there hot. Let him get rolling here now, you know. No hurt feelings. And, and don't get me wrong. If I was having a bad night or if Jeremiah was having a bad night, we were mad at ourselves. Right. But we didn't take that out on everybody else. We knew Correct. we had a job to do. We had we had to do it. And, and there was – but one thing was for sure out of the three of us, you know, one might be cold, but you're not going to have more than one that can't shoot that night. Correct. You're going to have have two or at least one that's really hot. One that Dennis is always just consistent. Yep. He's he's just a consistent shooter. He's been shooting all of his life, and you know, but he he would step back and let Jeremiah and myself shoot. You know, ninety percent of the shots most of the time, and he mm-hmm. and then if but if one of us if we miss a time or two, you know, we'd we'd rotate we'd rotate back. He'd step up. Yep. You know. Yep. And uh, no, that and that was, it was just a lot of fun. We we just had a lot of fun. That was, you know, we shot tournaments all the way from like two thousand, probably two thousand little tournaments in like two thousand four, five, wow. and then mm. all the way to two thousand nineteen. Wow! Yeah, so we were, were uh, we were together a whole lot. Yeah. So, Damien, you've shot a lot of tournaments. Obviously, um, what did you learn from competing in those tournaments? Is there any lessons or tactics that really stick out that you learned? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, uh, like I said a while ago, you know, you, you always, there is no, to me, there's no plan that's a hundred percent. You're, we would, we would scout fish and be patient with them. You know, you can't go out and shoot fish to judge them. We would, we would leave them alone. We judged them. We learned how to judge them in the water. So that ground checking or deck checking them and all that stuff before the week before the tournament, it, it never happened. We would, we would look at fish, judge them in the water and we would leave spots alone for, you know, for months. You know, right. we wow. didn't, we didn't go, we didn't go shoot spots. You know, we'd leave our best spots that we love to shoot. We'd leave them alone. We might not shoot them in a whole year, you know, because wow. they weren't right. Sure. Um, I, we always had two or three plans, you know, like one, one that we wanted to do. And then a couple that might work in a, in a pinch. Um, the timing part was a big one. I think a lot of, a lot of uh, teams that kills them, you know, like not, not knowing to pull, not having a backup plan and knowing when to pull, you right. know, if it, Yep. It's uh if you're if you're on your buff spot and it's eleven o'clock, ten thirty, and you're not you're not seeing much, you know, by ten thirty, like you you better be moving. You mm-hmm. you you know, it's not sure. likely to get a whole lot better for a while, you know. You're, you you yeah. better be moving around and uh and then just and like I and like I said, having a consistent team. I think that's yes. the that's the big, a consistent talented team. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. You know, you you can't have a couple weak links. You've got to have people that are available and will work as hard as you do. You can't just have people show up on mm-hmm. the night of the tournament and shoot. Exactly. You need people that'll help you. Yep. You know. Yep. And when you look at when you look at other dominant teams, like you look at uh, 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 look D. right? You know, Ryan Divine and that guy. At, yep. Yeah, Divine. You look at Divine and what they do, and and the reason they've been successful. You know, those those boys work hard. Yep. And and they're out there and they're hustling and they're running three or four different boats and and you know that's that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> So, Damien, moving forward now, we've got Loveless Outdoors. You know, um, when did that all start, and why did you want to become a guide? Well, uh, you know, I, I, partially, partially, of course, it's, it's monetary. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to have a revenue stream coming from this. Um, you know, I winning tournaments is is you know, it'll, it'll pay a bill or two, but I mean, to be honest with you, you're just not going to, you're not going to break the bank, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, with with kids and a young family and everything, you know, I wanted a revenue stream and something that I could fall back on after my first career was, was wrapped up. Um, Dennis encouraged me a few times that I could start. Uh, He told me, you know, he told me that I had the, the interpersonal skills and, the equipment and the knowledge to do it, you know, mm-hmm. and he, he told me a couple times that I should get my guide license and try it. And, uh, you know, it was just something that it just seemed like a natural fit. You sure. know, I, I like, people. I like people. And so, uh, you know, I like, I like being out there meeting people and taking people out for new experiences because I mean, I've killed a lot of fish and shot a lot of ducks and done all these things all my life, you know, and it's kind of fun to watch other people do it. Right. You know, the yep. excitement first time you know yep sure when did when did you so you've been doing that now for is this going on your second year now damon is your third year no this is uh this is year five year five wow wow starting on five yeah 
Well, good for you. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's been fun, but no, uh, I've, I've had a good time with it so far and it's built up and I got, you know, I've got clients now that come in year after year and, and yeah. do these things with me and it's, you know, I've made some good friends. It's, Absolutely. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's cool. To go along with that, Damien, what, what can someone expect when they book a guide trip with you? Well, I mean, uh, you know, it depends on what service they're, they're booking, you know, but like but for bow fishing, you know, uh, usually we're on the water, you know, uh, somewhere around six hours, five, six hours. Um, we do day day or night shoots uh, a lot of times cool. in the summer, July, especially. Yep. That's cool. Thank you. Just expect to have a good time. We're going to, we're going to get out there and hustle and we're going to, we're going to shoot at a lot of fish. Now we, we may not boat a lot of fish, but we're going to fling arrows at a lot of stuff. And, <laughs> right. and, there you go. Yep. I, I want everybody happy and, and I work hard to make sure that everybody's, everybody's satisfied and, and with their experience and, and, uh, you know, scouting and making sure that everything is good to go and it's safe. You know, I want to make yeah. sure that everybody feels mm-hmm. everything. Had a little, little girl last year. Uh, she was, she was having a big time and I, I had the lights off and I turned the lights on. I was up in a Creek and, about 200 silvers jumped at the second time. Oh my gosh. And Car- oh, and, and his, her, uh, her dad, uh, he sent me a message yesterday and said, she wants to go again this year, but she wants to leave the lights off. <laughs> so, I don't blame I said, her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we can do that. That's cool. That's now, cool. <laughs> we laugh a lot. We laugh a lot and we have a good time and, and we, we shoot a lot of fish and we shoot a lot of ducks and we, you know, we do, we catch a lot of catfish, whatever we're out there doing. I want to make sure that people are, are busy and are having a good time. Yep. And exactly. So that's yep. One thing that, um, I'd like people to know Damien about your guide business is your, your boat. Um, you've got a big boat. <laughs> I remember I came on there, I think it was last year, year before when we were doing a little scouting for the Jared Ashmore tournament. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you can, you can do cartwheels and dance and everything on your boat. You got wow. a big old barge, Damien. <laughs> I've got, got, uh, got a 24-foot sea arc uh, with the 72-inch the floor, the biggest one they had when I bought it. Yeah. Um, and got it decked out for bow fishing. I also use it for ducks. And then I've got another 24-foot sea arc, the same size, but it's all decked out with like bass fishing seat and live wells, and that's what I use for my catfishing platform. So I've got I've got two boats the same size, and I can carry a lot of people safely and and comfortably. You know, absolutely. It's, uh, they're, they are they are really good boats. Yep, I can't, can't. Exactly, and that's one thing. That's why I kind of wanted to bring that up, Damien, is because you, you're sometimes you're on you know a big lake. Kentucky Lake is a big lake. Sometimes you're on the rivers. You got flows and stuff like that. There, you you can yep. be sure that these boats are going to be safe and stable on pretty much all water conditions that you're going to be taking those clients out into. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you can inside the other on my deck and it, and it, the boat hardly even moves. Right. It's, it's mm-hmm. a good stable boat. Yep. And, uh, yep. yeah, we, uh, we're, we try to be as safe as we can. I'm always trying to think about that, you know, trying to make sure everybody has a good time, but also, you know, everybody, nobody gets hurt. And so far I've got a perfect record on that. We're, we're doing good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, That's very good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when you do have the possibilities, like you said before, of silver is jumping in the boat yeah. on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, just, uh, I had a, a little boy last year. Now he was a, he was a go-getter and he, he was up on the platform. He was probably about 10 years old, I'd say 10 or 11. He was, I had him in a juice, a little juice boat. And, uh, he was, <laughs> he was shooting. And we pulled up in a little creek again, and the fish started jumping. And he drew his bow back, and about the time he got it back, one of them hit him and knocked him down. Well, he, <laughs> he let the bow down, and he stood back up. And about the time he got back up, another one hit him and knocked him down. Oh, my gosh. He, he got up again, and he was, he was getting mad, you know. All these fish were jumping. And the last time he drew his bow back, and at the minute he shot, another one hit him and knocked him down. And he was <laughs> like, I'm still one of those. And he, he ended up, he got eight that night, and he oh. was. He Good was, for him. He, he was pumped. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could hear that. You could hear that kid laughing from. You know, I bet you could hear him laughing for a half mile. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet. Cool. Wow, that's really <laughs> cool. And that's one of the great things that you get to see out of your clients. Because I'm guessing that you're getting you're getting some of your clients probably have never bowfished before, so they're experiencing oh, that their first time. You know, and yeah, um, I get, it's, I get it's a treat. 
um, I had, you know, I had, you know, a lot of times you get people that have never been and, and they, they struggle, you know, to, to hit right. anything. But last year I had a, I had a, a couple from, uh, from Idaho came in and they were doing like, they were going to some distilleries and going to see a horse race and a football game. They were, they came to Kentucky and Tennessee to do a few things, but sure. they wanted to go both. In. And they filled the tank up. I think two times I got a hundred gallons. They filled it up twice with silvers down below the dam, you know, and, uh, you know, they were, they were naturals, you know, it was, a, it was, I just sat, I just sat back and turned them loose. I didn't have to do, I didn't have to do anything. I nice. really felt guilty. Nice. Um, That's cool. It, it, you know, it's just really cool. You meet, meet tons of people that have never done any of these things, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. It, yeah. Yeah. So Damien, you, you also offer other guided trips besides bow fishing. You just want to tell our listeners uh, what other options you have. Yeah. So, so I've got, basically I've got the full year, you know, covered except for, a, you know, a few weeks in like deer season and stuff like that or turkey season. But I, of course I do bow fishing and that heats up, you know, uh, in, in late April and May and June, July, August, that, that, that goes through there. And then I do noodling trips, you know, like hogging, like hand grabbing catfish. And that's been a big, big thing. I bet you know, we catch gets, yep. big flat it. Mm-hmm. Um, I take people rod and reel catfishing and that's, that's a, that's fun to do. A lot of times that's in the spring and fall, like late or even winter, uh, and fall. And we were, we were catching a lot of fish in the, in October and November this year. Um, I get a few people that want to go bluegill and red ear fishing in May. Oh, sure. And hmm. yep. when they're on the beds and that's, that's a lot of fun, but that's just a short lived thing. I do duck hunt in December and January. I do layout boat hunts like they do up on up your way, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. open water with big spreads and I hunt divers. Okay. And uh, that's been, that's been a lot of fun. And then I, and then I'm now I'm off, I'm going to offer, I have, it's not on the website yet, but uh, I'm going to offer like camping services where I've got, cause I've got a wall tent. Oh. I'm going to order, I'm going to, I'm going to have like a, uh, a deal where you can, you can come in and I'll have the wall tent set up with wood and the, it's got a wood burning stove in it and stuff. Oh, very you cool. can come in and fish, you know, fish for three or four days and stay in that and, and kind of a, uh, you know, pretty neat because if you wanted to camp, you wouldn't have to bring all your stuff. Yeah. That's really sure. neat. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the main things I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, they'll see all that, you know, on my website and Instagram, Facebook, whatever they want to look at, they can, they can, uh, they can check that out. Sure. Sure. So one thing I want to ask you here, Damon, kind of we're getting to the end here. Um, I would like mm-hmm. to know if you could only bullfish one day out of the entire year, what would you target and what would the calendar date be? Picking his brain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm interested to see what this is going to be. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would, I would like to say, I would like to say Buffalo. That's what I was thinking. I would love to say Buffalo and, it, and, and that date would fall somewhere in mid April. Yep. Probably. But, to be honest with you, the chances of having that one day fall at the right time, I would take the wrong day off from work. Ninety nine <laughs> out of. Uh, so, you know, if I were if probably if I were going to bow fish right now, and just wanted to shoot a whole bunch of fish, I would. It would probably be like a June, June fifteenth. Yeah. Okay. Something like, and and you know, I would just go and just try to sink the boat. Yep. And. Yep. That would be, that would probably be what I'd choose. Otherwise, you know, if I wanted to try to kill a big buffalo, it would be, you know, it might be like April 12th or something. And I, and I, I might take a day and, and go and look, you know, and try to find them. And if you, and if you get on them just right, you know, that's a, gotcha. it's awesome. Yep. Absolutely. Doesn't have to be <laughs> One thing that by you saying that June 15th date, Damien, just, I remembered back, um, probably 2015, Damien, um, I brought my wife down there for her first time to Kentucky to do some bow fishing. And, um, I was filming and, um, man, you guys, you, it was you, my wife and Dennis were shooting and I was filming and, um, we hit it just right in that middle of June. And you guys put some absolute stud big heads in the boat, some big grass carp. And, uh, you guys really, I mean, that episode, that show was really, really cool. Because you guys, we were shooting some big fish. Yeah, you you came in at the, at, you know, that was probably probably one of the best, you know, three day stints that I've ever right. been in on. 
just the numbers were everything everything aligned and it was just perfect and those fish were giants i mean we we were we were putting we were we were skipping over fish that weighed thirty pounds to shoot yeah. the bigger ones. You know, oh my yeah. gosh, wow. Yep, I'll yeah. never forget. I'll never forget, Damien. We were sitting up uh, up there, and um, I, I'm recording you, and and Julie's in the background bringing a fish in. I think she shot a silver, and she's bringing a fish in, and you're closer to the camera, and all of a sudden you're like, "Whoa, right here!" And you you draw back, and there's a nice big head, and you hit it, and you hit it on for maybe five or six seconds. And I think mm-hmm. you, I think you hit it right on top of the noggin, and and it yep. pulled out. And I remember you looking at me and going, "Man, how did that happen? How did that happen?" And as you were knocking your arrow, you look at me and you go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Right here, right here, right here!" And I remember swinging the camera past you and looking, and here comes this sixty-plus pound oh big head gosh. right on the surface. <laughs> oh. And after you smoked them, you look back at the camera and you go, "Reload." <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. It was it was oh, so cool. That's good time. I think, I think God. I think God knocked that first one off just to give me that second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how he came off. I mean, yeah. it, you know, it was it was perfect. And then and yeah, as soon as I turned back around, he was just cruising right on top. And it, yep. you know, those days those days are hard to come by anymore. It's a right. lot harder to find those fish mm-hmm. uh, than it used to be. You guys, you guys hit that just right. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it was pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. Awesome, awesome memories though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Damien, you want to tell our listeners here how they could get a hold of you at uh, Loveless Outdoors? Yeah. Uh, so uh, my website is it's Loveless Outdoor Adventures. Okay. That's what it is. Doc. So just go to, go to the website, Loveless Outdoor Adventures. It's L-O-V-E-L-E-S-S. And then uh, you can also find Loveless Outdoor Adventures on Instagram. Uh, and from the website, it'll launch you to an email. It'll give you my phone number. You can phone, you can text me, however, you know, people get in contact with me however you want. So, sure. uh, but it'll, it'll take you to every, you know, you can go into the catfishing site and it'll send me a, an email about catfishing and you can, you know, you can, you can send me, I'm easy to find, put it that way. Cool. You can Google my name, Google Loveless Outdoor Adventures and you, it'll pop right up. Okay. Perfect. Very cool. Perfect. And we're going to also add your website to our yeah. bio here of what this podcast is all about. So we'll get that out there for you as well, Damien, but, um. We'll let you get back to doing what you're doing down there in Kentucky, and um, we really want to thank you for joining us here on the Bowfishing Buzz. Like I said, we could, you and I could probably have a very long podcast because we've had some great memories. Um, I have so many memories of shooting in tournaments with you guys down there and, and all over in Missouri and everywhere, you know, Table Rock and, and all that yep. stuff, um, the Cajun 8 and all that. So um, it was it, it was. So fun to be able to get to know you and, and be your friend in and, and the bowfishing world here and um, to watch you to where you were, to where you are now with your guiding business. Um, you do an awesome job, and um, thank you very much for joining us today on the Bowfishing Buzz, Damien. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys inviting me and having me on and letting me talk to you. You bet. You bet. Thank you, and uh, take care down there. Yeah, thanks, Damien. Yes, sir. We'll be talking to you soon. Come All right. Something. You bet. Sounds right. good. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. These Kentucky boys, they're a different breed. They're a different breed. Man, oh, man. It's just you just got to try to be a sponge. Soak up every little bit of information that you can. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yep. Good a, lot, guy. a lot of good memories with Damien. And like I said, it took it took him and Jeremiah a good couple of years to let me really filter into yeah. their little group, their right. little tight-knit group, you know. Right. Well, think of it from, from their standpoint. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's, oh, a, a guy from Wisconsin – Coming down here, we ain't going to tell them nothing. Right, right. And why would they want to? Right. Absolutely. It took several years right. to gain their trust. Yeah. Something that I just thought was interesting about that phone call, he's shot in, I don't know how many tournaments he's shot in in his life. Yeah. He was recalling the exact year oh, yeah. of specific things that happened. I mean, yeah. they don't get jumbled up. Here, He's shot God knows how many, dozens right. and dozens and dozens of tournaments. And he was saying, oh, in 14, he said, and then you brought up one. He goes, oh, that was in 17, right? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like, wow, this guy's got it all mm-hmm. stored away, very organized in, yep. his, in his mind. That's pretty yep. cool. And, and Damien is very, um, when you get on his boat, I mean, it's clean. I mean, it, everything's, you know, where it needs to be. Good equipment. Yeah. He, he, you know, um, he takes care of his stuff. Yeah. Doesn't stink. He's, you know, as, they don't smelly and stuff like that. As there. shown on the podcast, he's a great people person. Oh, you yeah, know, Damien's going to help you. One thing that Damien does a lot too is, um, he is a biology teacher. Yeah, down there, 
and he takes a lot of kids out from his class, and they go on special field oh, trips. That's very cool. And he's very, instead of sitting in the classroom doing a bunch of stuff, he's always wanting to get these kids out in the field doing stuff, uh, you know, going to cricks and going to rivers and going in the woods, you know. Sure. Uh, what a great place to learn. Oh, yeah. Biology stuff is yeah. out in the outward biology is yeah he's a he's a he's an outdoor guide and a biology yeah. teacher like those are the two yeah. that's a perfect combination for right. each other they complement each other very well right. yep so so yeah so if you're out there and you're looking for a cool bow fishing trip you need to look up damien loveless loveless yeah. outdoors adventures yep and uh damien is a man that will get you out there yes absolutely mm-hmm. what does that mean schmitty that means we're wrapping it up that's what that means don't forget, if you know your code. If you know, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You yep. to get your special on some Anchor Lava Crux QT Arrows. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. One yep. time offer. Check them out. So this is actually going to be our last month. We're going to be doing one podcast a month. Yeah. Yep. Once we hit March, we're going to be getting and doing... Um, Two a month. Yeah. Get back on our normal Try schedule. To get back on that bi-weekly deal every right. week type of thing. Yep. And like I said, if you are a bow fishing guide, if you have some great stories that you would like to be on our podcast, we would love to have you on. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. I'd actually like to get uh, some female bow fishers to come on here as well. Tell us your stories, how you got started. Yep. You know? Yep. Absolutely. I know we had Cindy on here, who I think is one of the pioneers oh, of God, yeah. women 100%. bow fishing, everything she shot from years back yep. you know yep i think so too if, if you guys ever have any topics or discussions you guys want us to cover right let us know shoot Absolutely. us an email comment on a facebook post instagram post whatever we'll mm-hmm. uh, we'll do our best to to cater to you guys the Absolutely. listeners so so from all of us here at ams bowfishing and mega mouth bowfishing as well we wish you the best of luck and remember aim low think big thanks for listening guys <laughs>